The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Chaos to Calm with our hosts, Jackie Blunt, Kathy Fogarty, and Bill McMillan. On our program, let us introduce you to Renshui and a very special state of well-being, relaxation, calm, and improved health. Real change in your life starts here. Now, Chaos to Calm. Welcome to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. I'm your host, Jackie Blunt, and I have the pleasure of hosting our 13 series show, Chaos to Calm. I'm a family doctor from New Zealand and holistic MD with many years' experience exploring human healing and transformation. I'm also a neuroscience, Ren Shui, and Yuan Gong Qigong teacher. I trained in the Ren Shui system after seeing many people improve their health greatly and really grow in life using these methods. In this program and the series, you'll hear from people who are enjoying their lives in a calm and relaxed state using tools derived from ancient wisdom traditions. Ren Shui is a comprehensive path to wellness that works on opening our hearts and understanding, developing, and utilizing the amazing abilities of our minds. Ren Shui also has tools to work directly in the body, on the body and its energy, or qi. One tool is Yuan Gong, a contemporary form of qigong that melds graceful movements with meditation and breath to improve health and well-being. Our show today is called When the World Gets Turned Upside Down, Trauma and Shock. It's my pleasure to introduce the first of our two guests today, Dori Van Rooij. Dori is a holistic lifestyle and animal healing and communications expert. She has a passion for helping people to find peace, to feel complete as a whole and feel safe within. Knowing that no single approach is right for any one individual, Dori has trained in many areas before coming to Yuan Gong. These include sports education, self-defense, massage therapy, NLP, EFT, Reiki, Zen, Tai Chi, and Kempo. She is now a Ren Shui, Yuan Gong, and Yang Ming medicine practitioner. Dori runs classes in Auckland. Welcome, Dori. Hello, Jackie. Thank you for inviting me for the show. It's great to have you on the show. I'm figuring that you must have more letters after your name than your whole name. That's a, an impressive list of qualifications. <laughs> well, maybe it, uh, it looks like, but um, doesn't feel so. So, um, but thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Dori, I know that you and I shared the experience of the Christchurch earthquakes, and I'd love to hear your story. Um, I wonder how it was for you when your world got turned upside down. 
Yes, thank you, Jackie. Exactly. My world really turned upside down. And my story starts with a lecture from Yuan Si, the founder of our Yangon and Ranchu. Quite a long time ago, in a lecture, he mentioned that if you really want to improve yourself in life and you want to work at yourself, you could have a look at the things that frighten you the most in your life. I remember this writing down and I found it quite interesting. I must say I already had worked out quite some things in my life before I started learning from Yuanzi and I was intrigued by these words. You know, because I want to be a good teacher and by deeply looking into my own life, I can be a help for others. So my thoughts immediately went to my one and only earthquake experience in 1990 in the Netherlands. You can hear that I'm coming maybe from the Netherlands. This experience left me in big fear. And I was thinking, how on earth am I going to practice this fear? I did not know that sooner than later, I would have plenty of time to practice this experience. So 10 days before the earth, big earthquake hit Christchurch on 4 September of 2010, me and my family moved from the north of the South Island to a little place named Governors Bay, very close to the epicenter. I had been practicing Yangong Ranchu for several years and I had noticed that my intuition was much stronger. The night in question, I woke up one hour before the earthquake, very alert, like an animal that feels danger. I really knew that something was about to happen, but what was it? At the moment the earthquake hit, my mind was clear and I didn't panic, but I acted quickly. And I think this was already a victory for myself, because when I was in that earthquake experience in the 90s from the Netherlands, I was not calm at all. I had learned from my Yangong how to stay calm and to keep my mind clear. I ran as fast as I could together with my husband in the dark to the stairs where our children were sleeping. My husband almost couldn't climb the stairs because the steps were swinging from left to right. I watched as our large mirror, which wasn't yet hung on the wall due to our recent move, smashed onto the ground into a thousand pieces. The noise alarmed me, bringing to my attention that I was barefoot. On my knees, I was searching for my shoes. I knew they were close to the front door, but where were they? I'm telling you this so that you can understand that there are so many things that cross your mind in a split moment when something so devastating happens. After that, making it to the car was the most important thing. We had no family, no friends within this new neighborhood, but I heard the neighbor who I had not met before, shouting, Are you okay? Yes, I yelled back at him. And he said, Hold on, probably more is coming. More is coming, I thought. Is this not it? What does he mean? Thousands of aftershocks is what we went through. 
But I can tell you, it has given me the opportunity to investigate my fear. Because after this night, fear started to settle in my mind and my body. Shaking legs. Having to go to the toilet when an aftershock hit. Couldn't concentrate very well. I felt constantly on my guard. What was going on? In the beginning, I didn't do anything but sit or stand there in fear like I was frozen. But then I realized I had to come in action. So, as I had learned from my young gong, when an aftershock hit, I immediately brought myself back to my calm and relaxed state by doing movements. Later I can tell you what I did. This worked quite well. I remember standing outside on a field by my house, doing these movements, looking out on a mountain where big rocks were, and not knowing if these rocks would come down with the power of an aftershock. Because one kilometer from my house, a rock had already smashed a house. So I really didn't know if these, beasts were, these big rocks were about to come down. Feeling the aftershocks, and looking at the rocks made my legs start shaking again and I had to start all over again with my movements. But it worked! And my children started doing the same as me and I was able to stay much more calmer and more positive. Now I also knew that I had to do more work. I had to dig into my patterns. And this is also what I had learned from my Ranshu. What were the words that came up when I looked at my fear? It was having no grip, feeling helpless, surrendering to the unknown, and having to let go of everything. I found out from looking into my past that I really felt afraid of the unknown Afraid of dealing with challenging situations on my own, not sure of myself. And I really think that the turning point in dealing with this fear pattern was when I really got to understand my fear. I had found the root of the problem. Now you probably think now, Jackie, that this is the end of my story, but it isn't. The last revelation and subsequent change came about at a retreat from Yansei in Kaipoi. Also a place very close to Christchurch. Tori, I'm just thinking as I'm listening to your story that, or not thinking, but I'm actually feeling and remembering the night of the earthquake and, you know, what you were talking about with the glass all over the floor and gathering our family together. And I'm remembering how lucky I felt that my practice the years before had already given me enough presence to stay calm. And, you know, we, we gathered all our children together in one place. And then in the morning, we saw that there was glass scattered all over the halls and the carpet. But somehow no one had stood on anything. We didn't even know it was there. It was the light bulbs and things that fell down. And... You know, when I listen to you, I just think, wow, you know, how did you actually move out of that fear and survival response? 
you know, to to actually considering how you could be positive in that situation. You know, you're not only afraid for yourself, your life, you're afraid for your family and your kids. Those are huge triggers for most of us. So when you were going to the roots of that fear, when you were finding the calm and, and whatever other gifts you you got from that experience, how did you do that? Yeah, it is something what you don't do in one time. So you take more time for it to investigate what truly this fear is. So I really uh, searched deep in in these patterns. And when I understood it, I had one part that was done. So I had the understanding what was going on with my patterns. And I could change it for healthy patterns. That's what I did. So in my healthy patterns, one of them was to do my Qigong. And um, I started doing Qigong, but uh, later on we can also um, talk about it. When You could do different things for it. But one of the things is that I brought myself back with doing Qigong. So Dori, when you talk about patterns, are you talking about patterns of behavior or patterns of mind and emotion? What, what do you mean by patterns? Mm. Yes, for me it were the patterns of, of, um, of dealing with my mind from the past. I was afraid that I did not know how to handle uh, challenging situations. I was not quite sure of myself. And I found this also in being in this um, earthquake that I could not be sure of anything. So, and again, I had to, um, to have that feeling that I was uncertain so much. Mm. Instead of be- being really truly inside of me, because if I really would feel myself, then I suddenly feel felt much stronger. So you're talking about a response and a reaction, which is a pattern, even an unconscious one, a particular way of feeling and responding in a certain situation. Is that? Do I understand you right there? Exactly. That's what it is, Jackie. Yes. Nice, nice. So you used your practice and you searched to understand what what this habitual way of thinking and feeling was and what other sources of inspiration did you draw on? Well, that last part was uh, about that uh, change um, at the retreat from Yancey. Um, during a lecture, there was a suddenly aftershock. It was quite interesting. And I must say, I was now able to stay calm, but I still felt my muscles tense in my body as usually. And just at that moment of that aftershock, I looked at Yancey, and there he was. I learned really my lesson, because he was sitting cross-legged, totally relaxed, and his body moved along with the earthquake, just like the branches of a tree blowing in the wind, or a reed that quietly goes up and down in the wind. I had never seen a response like this, and I felt an enormous respect. It is precisely in these situations that you can see how far a person has developed. And then I needed to ask myself why I couldn't respond in that way. And again, I had to look at the words. And for me, it was 
like, I don't want this earthquake. And I realized that it was a fighting reaction. So I changed my body in training, like doing the opposite when an earthquake hits. So I tried to relax and I counted the seconds that an aftershock come. And this way I was able to let go any stress or any anxiety there was, my fighting attitude. And I really felt very peaceful within myself. Dori, thank you so much. That is an incredible story. And I'm going to be working with folks up in Kaikoura, which is the most recent earthquake, big one here in New Zealand. I think your story is really going to be so helpful for them. So we're going to take a short break now. And after the break, we're going to be talking to our next guest, Shane Ricketts, who's an osteopath all the way from Melbourne, Australia. So stay with us. We'll be right back after the break. Thanks a lot. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. So many people live from one crisis to another, with each crisis taking an emotional and often even a physical toll. It doesn't have to be like that. Renshaway can help you change the patterns that keep you locked in stress. It can help you learn to live life from a calm, relaxed, natural state, even in the face of challenging circumstances. Renshuay integrates gentle exercise and moving meditation with a modern understanding of health and wellness. The practice has helped many to reduce anxiety and stress, gain greater mental focus and clarity, improve their physical health, or simply enhance their energy level. To learn more about how Wrenchway can help you, visit our website, wrenchwayamericas.org. That is R-E-N-X-U-E, Americas with an S, dot O-R-G. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for the keywords voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to facebook.com forward slash voice America or search for voice America. You are listening to Chaos to Calm with Jackie Blunt, Kathy Fogarty, and Bill McMillan. To find out more about Wrenchway, what we do, and how it can benefit you, visit our website, www.renxueamericas.org. Now back to Chaos to Calm. Welcome back to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Our show today is called When the World Gets Turned Upside Down, Trauma and Shock. And it's my real pleasure to introduce the second of our guests today, Shane Ricketts. Shane is an osteopath all the way from Melbourne, Australia. He practices a specific osteopathic technique called cranial osteopathy, which might be familiar to you. 
Um, He uses it to treat many different conditions across all ages. In addition, he has studied a variety of healing practices before coming across Qigong. Shane, you've become inspired to learn and teach Qigong, Yuan Gong and Ren Shui from the results that you've seen in yourself and others. And you now have years of experience as a Ren Shui and Yuan Gong practitioner. And you teach classes in Melbourne. Welcome, Shane. Hi, Jackie. Thanks for having me. Great. Great to have you on the show. Hey, Shane, you bring all that experience to us today with our focus on trauma and shock. What I'm wondering is um, how do people feel under those sensitive osteopathic hands of yours when they've been going through a lot, experiencing so much stress? Yeah, well, what we do as osteopaths is we place our hands on the body and we, we don't just feel the physical body, but we, we feel the physiology of the body. And, and sometimes, you know, when someone has come in with a shock, you know, I guess it feels like the stress is really taken over the person and and it almost feels like the person is not totally there or, you know, they just don't feel themselves. Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Because we, in our language, we, we have phrases around that kind of thing, like someone is beside themselves. Is that kind of what you mean? Yeah, that, that's it. They just feel a little bit different and almost though they're not, they're not there and that's where these sayings come from. There's, there's kind of meanings towards these sayings, you know, to be beside yourself or the light is on but no one's home and, and that's how the, the person feels. It's how their physiology feels. It's kind of, kind of like that the person isn't, isn't really there totally after they have a big shock and usually, you know, you know most people have a lot of stress happening in their lives um, so when someone comes in, we try, we try and feel the whole patient, the whole person and what's been happening to them. Sometimes when they've had a big shock, like what happened to Dory, then it almost feels like, you know, the person is, is just not there. They're, they're not operating and their system is not um, totally free and easy. And that's where some of these other sayings come from as well you know like being present or being grounded or being inside your own body Um, when we have a lot of stress placed in our day-to-day lives or then we have a big shock then people just don't feel the way that they they should Mm. it's so interesting isn't it how the internal experience is reflected and the external feeling, you know, what you're picking up and and how people feel when they've been through something huge like this. They just, when we are in that sort of survival, those survival patterns of the mind and the consciousness, we feel completely different. So you're also a Ren Shui and Yuan Gong practitioner. So I guess you've had the opportunity to put your hands on people when Um, you know by contrast they've been practicing and they're feeling great so I guess what I imagine um, Dory would feel like if you were to put your hands on her um, once she had changed her response to the earthquake and developed that sort of beautiful ease which to me is actually very like Yuan Gong practice you know when she is talking about that I get the sense of ease and grace and moving with the forces that are um, moving through her life so how do people feel when they have been 
practicing and they're in a really good state. Yeah, well, some of the people that I've treated in the past have actually done some of um, the Yuengung Qigong and I've treated them before they started the Qigong when they weren't doing it and they didn't have that in their life and then I've treated them afterwards and there's always a distinct noticeable feeling to their body. So sometimes when they come in and uh, I put my hands on them and I'll say to them, you've been doing a lot of practice because their body just feels alive internally. It feels like there's, there's more freedom. Their whole body is a lot calmer and relaxed. And it's almost like their, their mind is calmer and relaxed as well. And that kind of has an influence over the whole body. And also the opposite happens. When they haven't done some practice, I can, I can kind of feel that, oh, maybe you haven't done as much practice as what you did the last time I saw you. Um, I was just wondering how that feels different. Well, it's just like the life force or what we call the chi or the, the energy within the body. It's, it's not moving as freely. It feels a little bit stagnant. Um, feels almost like their, their life force within their body isn't as alive as what it felt like the previous time. It's so interesting. You know, I think we pick up so much unconsciously and then here you are as a practitioner trained to actually sense the physiology and the chi of the body. And, you know, you can tell just putting your hands on someone. So I wonder, Shane, also how this works for you in your own life um, as well as as a practitioner. Yeah, well, in interesting enough, I, I had a, a situation a couple of weeks ago. I was I'd just finished work and I was walking home to the train station and I was in a little bit of a hurry and I wasn't really totally focused on what I was doing, where my mind was, was at. I was thinking about something else and then when I turned the corner, I looked over to my left across the road at something, even though I was still walking in a straight line. And then out of nowhere, I walked into a metal pole. Um, yeah, I mean, it wasn't very good. It must, it must have maybe looked funny from a distance, but it, it really caught me by surprise. Uh, it hit me in the right side of the head and the face. And Ooh. it just really brought a, a, an instant shock to, to me. Um, so what I did was, because I'd, I'd started doing this in the past, I've done it a, a few times with some little injuries, but this was the biggest one that I'd experienced. But what I'd been doing was, when something happened like this, to try and tell myself that everything is healthy, that everything is okay. So what I did was I... I immediately stopped what I was doing and stood still. Um, and then I just calmed my mind down. So I'm just thinking, you know, you've just walked into a metal pole with your head. You're an osteopath, so you, you have, a, particularly a cranial osteopath, you have all that knowledge of what a blow to the head might do to you and how that might alter your your brain function, your body's physiology and yet you're telling yourself just to focus on being healthy? How did, how did you do that? 
Well, I mean, it's a, it's extremely hard and you often go into the old patterns of what you do, but it's part of the learning process, I guess. I'm trying to change the old patterns that have been laid down within me from a very young age. So by patterns, are you talking about the same kind of habits of mind and, you know, mind and emotion that Dory was referring to? Yeah, ex- exactly the same. And and these patterns or negative behaviours are laid down from when we're a young child, basically. They're passed on to us um, from our parents as well. And the things are usually what, what we kind of go into. And and after a, a certain amount of time, I, I found myself thinking these things. And it's things like, oh, something must be wrong with me. Where is the pain? You know, uh, what can be happening inside with the injury that's just happened? So what I do is I just try and change that and try and exactly what Dory said before, just relax my body when the shock happens. Just try and really totally relax and try and tell myself that my body is actually healthy. Then I just try and stay calm, try not to focus on something that could be wrong because when we focus on the negative thing, it's like we're putting in negative information. So what we want to do is try and change that information instead of looking always constantly at what can be wrong, what's the negative thing in our life, we want to slowly be able to change that and put in positive information and positive behaviours. And then we'll change these negative patterns or negative behaviours in our life. So Shane, when you talk about putting in positive information, where does that information come from? Well, what are you using to do that? Well, I'm just using my mind, really. Just trying to what I, what I do is I I look at my look at my life, I guess, and I I do try and keep a little bit of a journal. So when I when I feel or when I realise that I've got a negative pattern coming up at the at this point in time, I'll write it down, and then I'll write down underneath what might be a more positive. Um, response to that situation or that behavior. Um, so when it comes up again, I can go into the positive response rather than focusing on the negative response. And then in time, I'll see it when it comes up more often and I'll be able to change that information more often when it comes up. And then what I'll be able to do is I'll, I'll see it and I'll be able to stop myself before it actually happens, going back into a a more positive response or a positive feeling within myself. So you're growing a whole new pattern of response and a whole new pattern of thinking and underlying that you're going to be growing a whole new neurology. And so I'm just cutting back to your story now and thinking, okay, do you think, could you notice any difference um, between, you know, you, you walked into that metal post, bam, and and then you straight away were in charge of your mind and making things go in a positive direction. So did you notice any effect from that? I, I did. What, what I felt is that there was less reaction within my body 
when it happened. My, my body didn't tense up straight away like it would normally do. Um, I felt a lot freer, a lot calmer in my mind and in my body as well. It just, it just felt like my body could, after, after a big knock to the head like that, it felt like my body was a bit more free and easy and a, and a lot calmer than what it would have been in the past, yes. It's really interesting, isn't it? So it's almost as if by doing that, you straight away gave your body direction from the information that you were holding in your mind to be well and healthy and to heal and your your body relaxed back into that sense of freedom and, and health and you felt much calmer, much less stressed by the whole thing. And I'm wondering also, as a Yuan Gong practitioner, if you um, did anything um, with qi in that situation? Yeah, so what I, what I did as well, I focused a lot on qi um, and doing initially some physical movement to gather, you know, bring the qi into the body. But I also did, a, you know, quite a lot of still qigong practice. So I, I guess the, the difference um, with myself and Dory was Dory's experience was more of a shock and a, an emotional experience, whereas mine was more of a physical one. So I could do a little bit more still qigong as well. So I used that but focused on qi and focused on the internal aspect of the body, yes. And what did you notice from that? What happened from doing well, that? Initially, initially there was a few blockages within my body and from the physical impact. But as I did some more qigong, I could feel that the qi was starting to flow a bit more freely. And it only took roughly about two weeks for my whole body to free up again. So it's been really good. Amazing. And it really reminds me of some of the stories I've heard from martial arts where um, they talk about just clearing the chi and information straight out of that part of the body and everything is healthy and normal again. So I, I'm hearing that you, you're talking about um, engaging the body's incredible natural ability to heal and working with body with mind with chi and getting really good results really quickly is that what you notice um, with other people that you teach or that you've seen using the same techniques yes once they once they start to focus um, the physical body the um, the chi and the life force and and in a good state then big changes can happen really dramatically and really fast yes Ah, great. Well, thank you, Shane. That's been awesome. We're going to take a short break right now, and um, we'll be right back after that, talking to both Dory and Shane about other times when the world has been turned upside down and ways that they have used the techniques that they know to um, create calm from situations of chaos to create strength and, and growth. So stay with us. We'll talk to you after the break. Thanks so much. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
So many people live from one crisis to another, with each crisis taking an emotional and often even a physical toll. It doesn't have to be like that. Renshuay can help you change the patterns that keep you locked in stress. It can help you learn to live life from a calm, relaxed, natural state, even in the face of challenging circumstances. Renshuay integrates gentle exercise and moving meditation with a modern understanding of health and wellness. The practice has helped many to reduce anxiety and stress, gain greater mental focus and clarity, improve their physical health, or simply enhance their energy level. To learn more about how Wrenchway can help you, visit our website, wrenchwayamericas.org. That is R-E-N-X-U-E, Americas with an S, dot O-R-G. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Chaos to Calm with Jackie Blunt, Kathy Fogarty, and Bill McMillan. To find out more about Wrenchway, what we do, and how it can benefit you, visit our website, www.renxueamericas.org. Now back to Chaos to Calm. Welcome back to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. I'm your host, Jackie Blunt, and I have the real pleasure of hosting our 13 series show, Chaos to Calm. Today's show, When the World Gets Turned Upside Down, Trauma and Shock, we've been talking to Dory Van Roij and Shane Ricketts, and they're both here on the show now. Welcome, guys. Welcome back. Thanks, Jackie. <laughs> Great. So... You know, I know there must have been other times in your life when your world has been turned upside down by unexpected events. Have you got um, anything that you would like to talk about about those things? Uh, well, okay, uh, Jackie, I must say lots of times I have feel, I felt very grateful that I have learned so much information from Yancey. One other example is the process of dying for my mother. Actually, it is quite a long story, but I just jump in the story where we suddenly got the news by telephone that my mother, who was in the hospital already for a long time, suddenly had become very, very sick. We had to go immediately to the hospital because she was in a bad condition, they told us. I will never forget the moment I stepped into her room and looked upon her face. I felt very deep inside my body that this was the end. This was really the end. My mother, who I loved dearly, was leaving this place on earth. The reaction from my family members was understandable. They were uncertain, a little panic, asking questions, crying. And you know that, Jackie, all the information that I had learned in my ranch shoe just came to me naturally. 
I felt deep peace inside of me and knew that this was about the processes of life. The law of life, like Yuan Si had described to me. The laws of life describe how everything is connected with each other and with the nature. And he told us that, for example, whenever there is gathering, there is on the other hand always dispersing. Where there is openness, there is also closing. And so there is life and also death. And during time, I have gained understanding in these processes and I have respect for these laws of life and how we are connected with them. Anyway, at that moment, I felt the connection and was able to help the people in the room to support them and let them understand that it was important to now come in action and stop doing the other things and only give love to my mother. And after this talk, they didn't ask any more questions. We totally engaged with each other and with my mother by sending her love, positive feelings and thanking her for being such a wonderful person to all of us. The whole room felt like a beautiful space. There was no fear or distraction, only love. It was so powerful and serene, really beautiful. It truly has been one of my deepest, richest, positive experiences, although you also can understand that it has been one of my saddest moments in my life. Wow, I have such a, a lovely feeling in my chest as I listen to you telling that story and hmm. I'm really reminded of, of when I heard um, my father's news that, um, that he was dying. We, we, um, we had a much longer process, but as you talk, I touch on those powerful times when um, there are, you know, in my family, people practice different things, but uh, there are a couple of us who use Yuan Gong and others who use some great uh, life cultivation methods as well. And we, we really did the same. I have... I was so, so touched to see my family coming together and making those last days of my father's life joyful and happy and his friends coming and everyone telling him just how much he'd meant to them. You know, he, he had a very peaceful passing and uh, there were many beautiful moments, but it took a lot of conscious cultivation. <laughs> you know, there were times mm -hmm. when... I really dipped into, you know, I felt the grief and the sadness and sometimes people would visit with very heavy hearts and, and things felt very different. We would need to really be with the emotions, not, not push them away, but just nourish them and understand them as expressions of love, even though they hurt so much, and really transform them towards that amazing serenity and brightness that, that you're talking about. I wonder, Shane, um, whether you've had similar experiences. Yeah, yes, Jackie. Actually, um, it's around also the, the passing of my grandfather, which was a, a couple of years ago. He was about 93 years old, so he had a long and fruitful life. Um, and when it came to the funeral, we, we were at, at the gravesite and 
there were a lot of people. We, we have a big family. So there, were, there was nearly about 130 people around. And you can imagine that it's quite a, an, a sad situation. There were many people upset. And it's always sad to say goodbye to loved ones. And my grandfather was a, a really big man and at times quite boisterous. You could always hear him when he was around. And I had the pleasure to spend a bit of time with him um, personally before he passed away. And I knew that he wouldn't want people to be sad, you know, with his passing. So I walked into the middle just near the gravesite and I started to speak to the whole family. And, and I explained that I thought Grandpa would enjoy seeing us all happy. Um, so I asked everyone just to close their eyes for a second and just to place their mind into their hearts and to think about a happy time that they had with Grandpa, to think about something that really brought a smile to their face and just to, you know, kind of think about happy thoughts and something joyful when they thought of him. And then it was like you could feel the whole mood of the crowd just change. It's like the area, the, the, I guess we call it a chi field, just changed. It became a little bit lighter. And then one of my uncles sang out, why don't we sing for he's a jolly good fellow? And this was something that my grandfather always brought into any of our birthdays or celebrations. At the end of, say, the cake, he would always, or singing happy birthday, he would all, always start out and sing for he's a jolly good fellow. So we all just started singing for he's a jolly good fellow and it was just a really joyful moment. The, the whole family really, really liked it and it really lightened up the mood and it, it just made the whole celebration such a nice, lovely send-off for him and he would have really enjoyed it, yeah. It was nice. It's it's so interesting listening to you. It reminds me of uh, when my grandmother died and um, I was just um, about 11 or 12 then and I remember being in the, in the church during the service and just being overwhelmed by this incredible sadness. I, I had never felt grief and sadness to that extent before and I think... As a child, I had never been in a crowd of people who were all kind of sharing that that incredibly painful feeling of grief and loss. And wow, it, it really knocked me and it stayed with me for a long time. And I think, I think about other situations of grief and loss that I experienced before I uh, learnt and looked into cultivating life in every moment, and including in times of death. And I think, wow, you know, those those deaths that you're talking about, you and Dory, and that I've experienced when I've been really um, looking at myself and taking every opportunity to grow and and to um, create a a positive and loving chi field. It's so different, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, and this is this is what the, the Renshui teaches us, to, is to be able to change these situations and have an impact on in a positive way in our life. And 
and I guess one one of the reasons as well why why I did that was there was a lot of children there. A lot of my grandfather has a lot of great grandchildren, so to change that impact on their life to bring about the passing of a loved one as a joyous occasion rather as as a dramatic sad occasion can have an impact on their life as well in the future. Gosh, well done. Well, guys, um, it has been really great talking to you about when the world gets turned upside down and I guess what I'm really hearing from what you're talking about is um, a feeling of freedom, a feeling of even when life is exceptionally challenging, there are always choices. Um, there's always hope. There's always the possibility to, of growth and, and you know, a playful and interesting life, even in the most difficult of situations. Now, of course, there are situations that overwhelm us and um, frequently we really need help and support from other people in those difficult situations. I just think it's really important for any of our listeners who have been through really difficult stuff to know that um, we we all learn together. Sometimes things have been too much for us to be able to do that by ourselves, but it's good to take a situation that is a bit easier, you know, not too difficult. Uh, I wondered, Shane, if you had some ideas that you could share with our listeners about that, how people could work with things. Yeah, definitely. Um, maybe maybe we could just do something like right now, if you like, um, and the, the listeners you know, at home could join in as well if they like. Sounds um, great. What we could do is if you just sit in a calm, relaxed way, you could um, think about an event, you know, something that or has happened in your life in the past or someone that has created some tension for you in the past. So you can start with something that is, you know, relatively small. Don't go <laughs> with something too big to start off with. Just want to work up to something and, and what we want to do is we want to change that reaction that we're going to have or the reaction that we had in the past. So just slowly and gently close your eyes and then relax your whole body. Just feel your whole body totally relaxed. Now place your mind down into your heart, into your chest. Relax your eyes and your face. And feel your whole chest totally relaxed and feel your whole body feeling free and easy. Now think about the situation, but what we want to do is change your response. Think that you're in a calm, relaxed way and the situation is not affecting you at all the way that it did in the past. You can stay calm and joyful. And if your situation is around a certain person, just think about a happy, joyful time you had with this person and just smile. Feel the good feeling inside your chest and allow this good feeling to move freely and easily through every part of your body. Allowing the whole body to feel calm and relaxed and the responses from your situation are still calm and relaxed. Everything is going in a positive way. And allow this feeling just to come over your whole body. 
So you can just do this with something small and then just work up to something more challenging over time. Well, thank you, Shane. I feel very relaxed. <laughs> Dory, I wondered if there's anything that you would like to add before we close. Yeah, I think this was really wonderful, Shane. And um, yeah, I think uh, that it is important that you come out of your state when something really devastating uh, experience happens to you because it costs you too much energy and the experience on, on itself, of course, you don't sleep much, you need to solve practical problems, constantly thinking, get yourself out of this state. You can try Yangon by learning it and otherwise focus on something, maybe walking in the nature, focusing on your walking look at the nature, start singing and focus on the tone that is coming out of your mouth. Things to get you out of that state, to become back in, to come back into your good state. To really come home to yourself. Well, thank you both, you guys. It's been lovely talking with you today and thanks to our listeners. You've been tuned to Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Our episode today was called When the World Gets Turned Upside Down and we've been talking about transforming the chaos of shock and trauma into strength and calm. Stay tuned next week when our co-hosts Kathy Fogarty and Bill McMillan talk to special guest Dale Mermo, whose world was turned upside down literally when she fell over a cliff. Dale's story of her recovery in taking a dive and coming up for air is truly remarkable. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for Chaos to Calm. Next week, we will continue to explore the concept of Renshui and how to live a calm and happy life. Please join us for another edition of our program next Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.